Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Welcome back, friend. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out today. I just wrapped up a conversation with the amazing cat. Cat has been on the podcast a handful of times now. And I wanted, I, I really asked her to be a part of the conversation today based on a topic that she discussed at the event that she hosted a couple weeks ago, Seeds of Inspiration. And Seeds of Inspiration was this day for women to come together, to gather, to be in community, to breathe. I got to lead them in breath work. They got to ah, just be together. And one of the topics that Kat talked about that day was rest the seven types of rest. And it was so great. I wanted her to share it on there. And so our conversation really revolves around the seven types of rest today. What, you know, really what rest is we think so, so often it's, it's sleep. Well, I, I rest and I sleep, but it cat debunks that. And a big takeaway that we discussed, of course, after we had stopped recording that I wanted to bring here is when we think about rest, Rest is always, these are Kat's words, not mine. Rest is always restorative. Rest is always restorative. It is not depleting. And as you open up into this, thinking about what are the areas or spaces in your life that feel depleting to you? And is there a way to start to get curious, to start to examine them, to start to find, is there a way to balance some of this in this season of life that you're in right now, in this reality that you're living in right now, there gets to be these micro pockets throughout the day. So your body, so your mind, so your spirit, so your senses, you feel restored enough so your mind can shut down. Your structured brain can be quiet. Your body doesn't have to be in a restless state. So when you do choose to sleep at night, you are fully immersing into that true restoration of sleep. So excited to hear your thoughts on it. Share them with us on Instagram reaching out to Kat or to myself, all of her information is in the show notes and open up your ears and your hearts and listen to the wisdom that is Kat. Inviting people into just an initial question of if I say rest, okay, well, what's the immediate imagery or what you think of, you know, I would think that most people think sleeping, maybe Netflix and chill, you know, some sort of almost sedentary type state, I think is what people sort of initially think about in rest. And why I really wanted to speak into that in that group a few weeks ago was, hey, let's reframe this. Let's look at this, what it really is and why it's so critical to our well-being. I mean, I even sort of called it in as it's really a hidden superpower. If you can find pockets of rest throughout your day, that is what gives you quality sleep. And so we have this idea that quality sleep is about the sedentary pieces of it. But the reality is we go, 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 go so much during the day that we deny our body pockets of rest, pockets of restoration. And then we go to lay down 
And then our mind finally has a moment to be like, okay, well, I've been trying to get you to think about this all day long, but you denied it. So now that you're laying here in the quiet and the still, I'm going to just flood your brain with all of these thoughts. And we're going to think, 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 think about all of these things, or even um, feeling restless in the body, you know, you toss, you turn, you can't get comfortable, you have pain somewhere. Well, through my energetic lens, I'm going to say, yeah, you've probably been denying some sort of emotional state all day long. And now the body is finally screaming at you and trying to tell you something about the pain, the discomfort, the inability to be still that you have sort of been denying day after day, week after week, year after year. And so our sleep problem isn't really about sleep. It's really about that we don't incorporate the true meaning of rest, which rest is restorative. We find rest in places where there is restoration. It's really a space for me that I've actually needed to focus being disciplined in. And I have a little touch and go sensation with the word discipline, disciplined, because I think it can be misinterpreted by our ego Mm -hmm. or by our structure mind and by society as something very different. And I know that everybody's very different, but staying active, moving my body, doing all these things. Like I tend to lean a little bit. I have in the past leaned a little bit more into being a little toxically attached to those things. So that Mm -hmm. was never a place for me that I needed discipline in, but rest absolutely is one of those. It's one of the times where I have to check and say, Hey, have you be honest with yourself? And how are you choosing to rest? How are you choosing not to rest? And you, you gotta get it structured in throughout, if not every single day, every other day, every, whatever that is different types of rest. And I think that was another thing that was really eye-opening to me as I heard you speak is all of the different types of rest that there Mm -hmm. actually are. Yeah. I think that's a really great point for us to pull in is I, I too kind of like the word structure Uh versus discipline as though it is one more thing I I must do although that there's partial truth in that it's tricky that one's tricky for me because it is it is that tight balance of what what side of discipline the light or the shadow of discipline am I leaning into to use that term yeah and I just I think so many of us have had places where our disciplined things led to toxicity mm-hmm. where we, it, it's about control. And so the more we try to control something, the more we disciplined, we got the more structured we got about it. It kind of leads to these toxic places. So I do understand the wording. I too have some of that, but I let's lean into structure. Yeah. I think Great. that if, we kind of talk about it as a structured part of our beings. And look, this was one of the things I talked about too, is it's part of the rhythm. If we want to maybe avoid structure, then we talk about rhythm. There's a rhythm to rest, to see that everything around us speaks to it. The, you know, the sun rises and the moon rests, the moon rises and the sun rests, you know, the, the tides go in, the tides go out. We have seasons, we have, you know, bugs and animals and things that hibernate and slow down during certain seasons. And we have others, you know, that during those same seasons come alive and work harder and do more. And so if we are watching and we are paying attention to the world we are existing in, not in the like structured human part of it, but in the, the ether, the, the earthly part of it, 
the messaging is everywhere about this is a rhythmic part of our life. And we are designed to rest, which is what we typically call sleep. Sleep is going to come no matter what. It has to happen. Your, your brain cannot function without it. So even for the people that say, I don't sleep well, I, I only got so many hours of sleep at, at night, da, 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 it, it does come. It might not be healthy. It might not be restorative. It is then not restful, but sleep will come no matter what, because we're, we are rhythmically designed that way. What are the types of rest? So we have physical rest. We have mental rest. We have spiritual rest. We have social rest. Um, emotional rest. Oh, there's two more. Just a minute. They have to come to me. But let's speak into some of those just a little bit. So physical rest is kind of the easiest of it. It is the non-motion part of it, right? Um, it's when we allow our bodies to not be physically exerting themselves anymore. And sleep is a part of physical rest, but also just the non-exertion can mm -hmm. be physical, physical rest. Our bodies require it. We have to you know, restore the muscles. We have to restore all the energy depletion. Um, mental rest is when we give our bodies, our brains, a break from the thinking, from the processing, from all the thinking that has to happen all the time, which then the other sister to that is sensory rest that our senses, especially in the modern world, need a break from all the intake. Mm -hmm. So many of us are staring at screens all day long. Your eyes need to like not see anymore. And so like a good example of that is if rest to you looks like Netflix and chill after you've spent 10 hours on the computer, it, it may not really be rest because your brain is st still sensing and taking in and being inundated with the bright lights and the visual and the all of that. So the sensory part of it isn't really getting a break. And well, and think you know, about how many times I often too, if I am sitting down on and watching something on TV. Nine times out of 10, my phone's right next to me. And then it suddenly I'm watching the TV and I'm looking at Instagram or I'm reading mm -hmm. my email and I'm doing this. There's even that in that rested, physical rested state, there's so much stimulation that's happening. And I have to make a really conscious effort. If I do choose to sit down and watch TV, I will pause it if I choose to look at my phone. And that's just because it, it, I'm not doing anything then. I'm doing half of all of these fragmented pieces that like, why am I watching that if I'm going to be on my phone or why am I on my phone if I'm trying choosing to watch something? Well, and then, you know, like TV is such an interesting escape for us because mm -hmm. it then can also stimulate the emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not really getting emotional rest either if you're, you know, if well, you're watching something suspenseful to watch sitcoms from the early 2000s or 90s. So it is very unemotional. It is very comfortable. <laughs> I can't watch anything that draws up any elicits any more emotion than, hey, I've seen this 500 times. But see, that is where, like, this is where this gets a little sticky. Like that may actually be emotional rest for you, right? Mm -hmm. To laugh. There's a comfort and... in that and a familiarity yeah. in that. Yeah. Right. So that's where that becomes an interesting subtopic of the 
TV or stimulation like that, well, it is also going to depend on what you're watching. Mm -hmm. Are you getting laughter out of it? Are you getting joy out of it? Is it just completely nonsensical and fun? Or are you sitting on the edge of your seat and watching something that is creating emotion in you, which then you try to go lay down Mm-hmm. An hour later, and your brain is replaying some horrific scene from whatever you just watched it. It's like, well, why the hell do you think you're not resting? Yeah, or sleeping? Yeah, yeah. you know, there. It's all very interwoven, and you know, sensory is just interesting too. You know, our our world is very loud, and to just not be inundated with hearing things. I, one of the weird relationships I have with is being outside and walking. And do I want to listen to a podcast? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or do I want to take in what is going on around me? I am continually amazed at how we do not take in the world around us anymore, Uh, just in exercise. I can't believe how many people run, walk, whatever, with their AirPods in and completely disassociated from the world around them. And like I say, this is a tough one for me too, because sometimes that is my escape. It is my time to plug into something meaningful and listen to it. But I really have to find that balance of, no, you know what I need? I need to hear the air. I need to feel the air. I need to hear what's going on in the world because that's when that's when spirit talks is it's real hard to be like, Oh my gosh, there's a Cardinal singing. Well, you know, you have your noise canceling headphones in while Dax Shepard is telling me something in my ear, you Mm -hmm. know, that's so that's an interesting, when we talk about structure, that's a structured piece for me is, Hey, wait a minute. What's going to serve you best right now? What is the most restorative today? Um, and that could look different on a different day. Like, you know what? What I need today is to listen to this. Or am I doing it to check out a little bit? Because that's where this relationship with some of these restful things get a little interesting um, because it's escapism Mm -hmm. and not restoration. Well, I'm going to sit down and, and watch this. Well, are you doing it because you don't want to deal with some of the other things or is it a structured, okay, I am going to take this time to be in restoration. So yeah, it gets a little sticky and that's that structured part of it is what is restorative and what is just me escaping and numbing out in a different way that looks less busy. I'm so glad that you spoke into that too, because when we think about structure or we think about ritual or you think about whatever word phrase you're putting into that, it often does turn into that. It looks this way and I do it at this time and I follow it up with this and I do this. So just that permissioning of saying it might look different every single day. So ask yourself an honest question if you can and come to a space of of conversation within self of what do I need why is that coming up as an answer for me? Getting curious about why that is and then honestly following that if it, it, and if it's not, at least you knew, okay, you know what? I asked and this probably wasn't the best thing, but I still wanted to put my headphones in and listen to a podcast when I walked. Was that the most serving? 
No. Did I ask though? And you start to build that space of like, I'm asking, I'm assessing, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Escaping is just such a hard thing. It requires so much self-awareness, you know? And so I think that, but I think your audience, this audience, they're on journeys that understand that to, to some extent, or they're, they're working on it. So that discovery of self of, Hey, you know what, if you have never gone on a walk in the last year or a run or rollerbladed or whatever, without your headphones in, go do it, Mm -hmm. go and really tune into what do you hear, see, feel, stop and touch, admire that you are completely missing when you're only being stimulated by what's coming in through your ears and processing in the mind. It's a completely different experience. You might run the same route every day because that's your, that's your thing. And you've missed an entire like world that has existed. Um, because you, you have your earphones in. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would encourage people to do is if it's something that you've never done, try it differently. See what, see what opens up to you when you do that. And it can be titrated. You can try it for five minutes. You can try it for a mile. You can try it for an X period of time uh, and see if it's going back to that. And I think yeah, I, I hope on here I've shared enough and, and people have heard it said enough by myself and by the others on here that I, I refuse to put shame or a good or bad label on something like escaping or disassociating or numbing out or whatever it is. Is that the safest space for us to be sometimes? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's okay. It again, though, is having that self-awareness of saying, hmm, I've kind of been doing this for the last three days and I'm not feeling rested or I am feeling stimulated or this, I'm not advancing in something that I'm wanting to advance in or work through or release through. Okay. Let's take a loving awareness, look at the actions that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, another thing to sort of speak into that you and I have had the conversation about, and we touched on just a little bit a few weeks ago is, you know, rest is a rage against the machine. Mm-hmm. It is. You'll sleep you when know, you die. Yeah. You the messaging in our world is go harder, do more. Those that succeed are the ones that put in the longest hour, give the most. Um, And where I would even speak into people is just remember really good things can still be bad for you. Meaning like, let's say you volunteer and you go somewhere and people say to you, oh my gosh, you are just always here. You're so selfless. You're so compassionate. You're so, and so then it feeds ego a little bit. And inside you're thinking, I do not want to show up here one more Mm -hmm. time. I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. So now you're no longer listening to self. You're no longer listening to the call to, to pull back or to come into a restful state or whatever it is that you need. And so it's not just this like corporate grind kind of thing. It can be those pockets where we are merited that feed our ego a little bit because of what people see in us. Um, You know, for me, I had a reality check um, a year, two years ago, maybe, um, you know, with, within 
the church that I attend and something that I was doing. And um, I got a text in the morning saying, oh, I can't, I can't be there. And I responded back. And the response was, thanks. You're just so easy to count on. I know you'll always be there. Mm -hmm. And like, it was immediately this gigantic, gigantic red flag went up for me because now I am in more self-awareness. I hadn't seen how I had fallen back into this pattern, but when those words were spoken to me, I was like, oh, I see. I am the person that they think is always going to be here, always going to show up. So they get to not, they can say, yeah, this isn't really going to work out for me. And obviously you can tell that they, little, get to have, but... they get to have boundaries, right? Like they get right. to make a decision. So what I'm doing is a good thing. Like I am, it's in a good place for the right reasons, serving a good purpose. But now I'm kind of being taken advantage of a little bit inadvertently. But for me, it was just this wake up call of, okay, this is time to no longer do this because this is what has happened. Mm -hmm. And so it's time to return to a different version of me. This has served its purpose. Um, and so I just, I, I do want people to see that it's not just maybe in their job, um, it can be within volunteerism. It can be within, you know, their family structure, who is willing to give the most to the family. All, all of those places really need rest to be structured as well. Yeah. What about things like the ones that really caught me off guard were social mm -hmm. and was creative rest one or was that yeah. tied in with something else? Nope. That's, those are, those are the other two that I couldn't come up with initially. Those were the uh, ones that I was like, oh, like when I, especially, I think both of them a little bit, cause there's a, I think there can be, maybe it's just me, a convoluted relationship with social time, especially mm -hmm. when we use words like introvert or we, you know, we had, or post pandemic where it's like, I've actually forgotten how mm -hmm. to do that. And then creative as well. To me, that's like, well, I should, I, I have to be in like this go and this do and this, that, where it's, can you, can you discuss the two of those a little bit? Yeah. So social rest is when we find comfort in relationships with other people. So I think even when you just initially say the word social, I think would think sometimes my whole body sudden, goes like Ugh. yeah you <laughs> see back. a room you see a room full of people or you're out to dinner and it's loud and you're at a table of eight people or um social settings can sound like oh lots of people and so I think we kind of just have to deconstruct the word a little bit and bring it down to being a part of a relationship where there is restoration. Mm -hmm. So when you feel that pullback, there's kind of probably something that comes from previous experience where you're sitting in a group of people where you have zero desire to be there. Yep. They're not bringing you any value. It's painful to be there. All you can think about is going home versus moments of like you and I rest in each other socially mm -hmm. every day. Often throughout often. the day. <laughs> Through communication. And so we provide each other social rest because it is restorative and it is relationship building. So we have to understand that as humans, we, we're a herd animal. We are, we are meant to be within social settings. Um, 
everything we do, we, we live in neighborhoods, we live in towns, we live in cities, we live in, we have pockets of communities that we are connected to. And for, you know, people that would say, well, I'm super introverted. Yeah, you still need relationships mm-hmm. that are restorative for you. And so again, to make sure you're not hiding in that, that the reason you don't is because you've had these experiences where there was no restoration in it. Yep. And, you know, easier said than done to like, well, it's about your circles, right? It's about the people you are in your restorative relationships with. That's what social rest is. You know that, okay, almost all of us, Maybe some people don't. I can often feel like, why did I say I'd do this? I don't want to go, especially this time of year where we live. I mean, it's dark at 4.30. I feel like I'm leaving in the middle of the night. Are you kidding me? I don't want to go out to eat. I want to stay home. I don't want to go anywhere. And so I can play that game in my head a lot. But then you know it was restorative when you leave and come back. And what you think is, I'm so glad I went and did that. That was, so again, structure a little bit. You know, there may have to be this structure of, remember, every time you go and do this, this feels good afterwards. You know, that you're glad that you were in community with this group of people. So that's where that structure can come a little bit, but. And I think boundaries, we, oh, yeah. right. I think too, the other thing is, as you spoke so potently into is pulling back and dissecting what that actually means. Social can mean being with one person for 20 minutes. Social mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm at a concert with 500,000 bodies bopping around and it's sensory and it's loud and it's this and it's that. And like, yeah, that doesn't mean that it also doesn't. And I think it is a lot of structure, honesty and boundaries with self. What are my boundaries for socialization and how much time do I do really need in alone time or, or quiet to replenish myself? And when am I sitting in that space too long? Because I've labeled myself one way or the other. I've created a story for myself one way or the other that I then can lean into someone or something or a group that does allow me that restoration in that space for X amount of minutes or day or time. Yeah. I mean, post pandemic, I mean, we're look, we're, we're in a mental health crisis. We are in a loneliness crisis. The, the messaging that was pounded into us is that we should be scared of one another. Um, you know, that being together was a, a bad thing, not a good thing. And the loneliness that came with that is astounding. And so you can be introverted and find it hard to be with a whole group of people and you can also be at home longing to be a part of something and that's what we need to sort of address and counteract and um you know I I spoke into the group too a little bit a few weeks ago like part of it is you might have to be the inviter and you might have to do uncomfortable things you might have to put yourself in a situation where you don't know other people or you don't feel comfortable walking into a space all by yourself or trying a new thing all by yourself I say sure to someone who needs to hear it (laughs) I see you Sandy I see you (laughs) But that's the structure and the bravery, right? To be able to really get real with yourself and go, one of the things I need is connection to other people in some type of fashion and finding who you feel safe with 
and then being able to, and I kind of told the group, you may have to be very direct. Uh Sending a text to you that says, Mig, I am wondering if you would like to meet me for coffee. I really enjoy when we spend time together and it leaves me feeling restored and fulfilled. And I am curious if you have an hour somewhere in the next few weeks, because I'd really love to connect with you. Okay, well, I realize that, you know, like language like that is hard for some people. But if I send you a text that says, hey, want to grab coffee? It's real easy to be like, not really, I'm busy, but if or, I, or like, yeah. And then there's no, I'd have no attachment to that. Right. Like how many times am I like, oh yeah, that'd be great. And then that's the end of the conversation. There's no actual mm-hmm. initiation because there isn't a clear invitation or a clear time or an offering of that. Or a clear, like, Hey, we're going to do this for an hour. Yes. And this means something to me. Mm -hmm. This isn't just like, I really enjoy being with you for this amount of time. It brings me something when we get to do this. I would really love to do that again. So it's kind of comes down to like, say what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Be vulnerable, be honest. And not to like, not to like, devil's advocate every other side of that because this is a very different conversation and I don't want to get sidelined in it because I do want to come back to creative rest but also when somebody if somebody sends you a message like that too you you also get to check in with self because I have some people that would send me messages like that I'm like fuck no because it's (laughs) not a reciprocation And it doesn't always have to be, but there's never a reciprocation. And in that fact, I'm like, no, because I don't want to just, that's not restful for me on this side of it to be with somebody and suck up their shit for an hour Mm -hmm. and then have to walk away. Like that's draining to me too. So are there times where I can do that because I want to be a a good friend. I want to be a supportive person in somebody's life. Absolutely. But I also don't have to just bend because somebody was honest with me, but can I give them an honest response back? Or can I say, you know, can I do 40 minutes? Can I do 20? Like, I can't right now. Like, what does that look like? Right. If you're going to, if someone's going to open and be honest with you, the loving thing that you can do is open and be honest with them. Yeah. Is it, is it social rest or is it an obligation? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, and again, looping back to self-awareness, boundaries, you know, all, all the things that seem to permeate um, our conversations on a regular basis, right? Yeah. That, that is all part of it. And again, structure a little Mm -hmm. bit of Mm -hmm. what this looks like. Yeah. And creative rest. Mm-hmm. creative rest yeah creative rest is going to be we are all creative beings to some extent what fills us is to create things um it's going to look different for everybody uh maybe it's creating a really great meal for your family mm. you know to be able to enjoy I think the moms out there are like I do it every night <laughs> and, and people and wolf I, it down in five minutes and then it's done and over right well then maybe that is yeah making it for your friends one night instead mm-hmm. where it is the open invitation to the social right um you know whether you you bake you paint you sculpt you write we all need a level of creativeness. It's just about being able to figure out what that looks like for you. I think as soon as we say creative, even what I just listed, it's these, this element of more maybe artistry or, Mm -hmm. um, 
something that is, I don't know, artistic. And that that's not necessarily true. Are you a cultivator of, you know, being able to bring people together? Yeah. That may be your creative gift. Um, but I again, mean, let's be let's be real. I just moved and I moved mm -hmm. into an artist community that I had to mm. apply for. And the whole time I was like, well, there's no freaking way that I'm going to like, this is such a limb. Why am I doing this? Because I do not in any capacity label myself as an artist. And that great. Like what I listed for my, my work and what I do that was created. And it really, really did take me back. I'm like, I get to start re-examining the things that I say that I am and that I'm not because clearly a, a group of people that have very structured rules in place of who is able to be in here, like that, that I could. So if somebody else who's deems himself an artist says that, well, why don't I get to, and the things that I create, I just create them in a very different way. For sure. Absolutely. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, maybe coming into that community is, yeah, I mean, my loft, I'm not like making a sculpture of. I'm not down in the wet studio throwing clay like everyone else in the building is or painting some beautiful masterpiece that is all over the walls. But here in this, this is creation for me. This is create a, a a tapping in of doing creative outlets. Breathwork is for like, I create a session every time I get to hold somebody in a space. Right. And it's often free flowing or mm -hmm. <laughs> let's be honest, it's always free flowing for you, Meg. <laughs> but that is the sure. beauty, but let's just tap into that. That is the beauty of your creative being, right? It is a flow state where you start to read the room, the class, the person, and you can create the safety, the words, the type of breath based on what starts to get hit on you as what is needed in that moment. I mean, how incredible is that? You don't, you don't go into a session with just a this is what we're going to do. And this is the structure. You don't come into it with note cards. Like it literally, what a gift you have to create social rest, mm -hmm. emotional rest, mental rest, physical rest. I mean, think about the capacity of like what both of us do in our jobs, our you know, that we create these spaces that actually incorporate so many of these elements that people need in restoration. Yeah. It creates safe space. So I think that's the thing that people sort of need to look at in creative rest. And creation really is kind of more about, does it, does it fill you up to do that then too? You know, you're in creative rest when, you know, writing feels good when, you know, doing breath with someone feels good that you get done and you think, huh, where'd that come from? That, mm -hmm. that was like, that was really good. How did those words flow out of me? Well, because it flowed through you and to them and it isn't just about what they receive. It is the, the restorative process of the creation that got to come through you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's just, I like that invitation for people is like, where do you find yourself in a flow state or where is there just this ease of, I don't want to say creation. Cause obviously that's like that of it, but like, where is there just this ease that things are brought in or brought forward or shared with other people? And that gets to be creative rest. Doesn't just have to be, I'm sitting at my easel and my pains. Yeah. If we can maybe correlate like uh, an equal sign, like creative equals wonder, mm. you know, where do you find wonder in something? Mm. You know what? 
you want to build toothpick statues because you did when you were a little kid and it like cool and I do think creativity a lot of times for us is a return to to childlike wonder um to play it yeah for sure there's definitely a huge play element to to creative rest because it is it's just kind of free flowing you know did you love doing a rubik's cube as a kid fine retro's cool oh god oh retro okay i guess a rubik's cube is retro isn't it oh my god it's so old um you know some of those things and actually that was a huge part in in my healing a conscious return to okay what were the things that i loved to do when i was a kid that i'm not doing anymore and writing and drawing were huge i mean that was you know because there weren't no cell phones when i was a young and back there on the oregon there trail. weren't any to be fair when i was either so if that we makes were you just feel dying of cholera once a day on the, <laughs> on the computer um but you know what were those things that i did as a a kid that stimulated my imagination mm-hmm. that made me seek things um I mean, I still to this day love just, you know, laying and looking at the clouds and finding shapes in them. I can find myself lost as a passenger in a car, staring out the window, looking at clouds and seeing what I see in them. But also now I'm, you know, more ethereal and Mm -hmm. connected to the universe and I see bigger things and symbols. So I get that now, but those are like, that's the same person. Yeah. That's the same person. I was just way more unboundaried about it as a six-year-old. I was a spiritual being seeing all of those things then. I just didn't have all the words to make me think, oh, I'm crazy or um there's no judgment that... about it. That's just what yeah. That was what you did. That was a normal space of being. So why is that weird? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe what you need to do is jump on a swing set, you know, or jump on your trampoline, swing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever those things are. So if people are kind of struggling with the, yeah, but I don't paint, sculpt, bake, blah, blah, blah. Um, kind of think about being a kid. What, mm-hmm. where, where did you find comfort did you you know did you build legos did you whatever um there's probably some really good answers in what creative looks like for you in kind of tapping into into some of that yeah um you know with again i feel like i do this disclaimer as well like being that you had a childhood you know that didn't involve a lot of trauma or things. Um, I, I understand that that could be, you know, a painful retreat for some people too. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's it, every individual has to find that for you. And, and I would think too, you know, with all of these, with, tell me if I'm missing one with physical, with spiritual, with emotional, mental, social, sensory, and creative rest that they get to live on a spectrum there might truthfully be some that are more fulfilling to me than others. Or in this season of life, I might need some of them a little bit more than I do some of the others. Cool. So there gets to be this fluid relation, but I get to examine if these, if the things that I'm doing aren't fulfilling me, are there these other avenues or these other pockets that I can go into and find something that might be helping in my path of rest in my desire for true restoration Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely I mean right we're an evolving being every every single day what I need today might be a spiritual connection um by doing that walk without the without the stimulation yeah they get to intertwine yeah where I'm feeling the earth and feeling the sky and 
feeling this guy? Do we feel this guy? Maybe sure. I do. If it's hot, I feel like I can feel the sun on your skin. So yeah, I feel this guy. Um, you know, those are interconnected, restorative things that, you know, we're evolving every day as to what we need. And I know that this is, was a big part of what you spoke at about seeds at seeds at, at your events. And I know that this is a focus of what you're creating, um, mm-hmm. to bring for people in sooner versus later. I'm, I'm telling you that sooner versus later. Um, so if I know we've shared before, but if people are curious about more about it, or they do want to find you is Instagram, the best mm-hmm. space to connect. Yep. Instagram's the best space and, you know, coming in the next few months will be, if people really feel like, Hey, this is something I need. I need to understand each one of these more, mm-hmm. you know, sh- show me how, or give me more in depth. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean into a seven week series where we, um, visit each one of these through a, a zoom call. And we're going to just kind of lean into each one a little bit more in depth. And then um, also providing Reiki as a part of that, a couple of Reiki sessions, if you're local and can do it in person, then that is what we'll do. And if you're not, then we'll do some distance Reiki just to provide some of that rest and restoration as part of the package. So like, let's learn and then let's also do. I love that. I love that. And I will just say too, if uh, Reiki distance, Reiki is something you haven't experienced. I love it. I, I think I've only had Reiki in person one time. I, I almost exclusively do distance Reiki and I find it to be just as it's different. I mean, there is a different element to it as there is with anything online versus in person, but I don't ever feel like, oh, that like distance Reiki thing. I it always feels so exactly what I needed. And I get to be in a comfortable, safe space of my own, which I know for a lot of people can be a really big barrier. There is a, a, a comfort of home and of your space too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. you always and teaching mm-hmm. and, and just opening our eyes about other things that we hear every day, we talk about rest, we talk about sleep, we do all this stuff, but do we really dig under the layers of what the rest of that actually can look like? Yeah. And just remembering that this is tiny pockets throughout the day Yeah, that you, you know, it is, you know, taking a break from the physical, letting the sensory slow down, you know, allowing the mental. And I, five minutes here or there, different pockets. That's what kind of allows you at nighttime to then welcome sleep so that it then becomes a restorative process. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in. And I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love always.